It is Monday, August 17th, 2020. Complaints and Observations is a politically agnostic program. However, you should be supporting the Postal Service. Anyone who doesn't is a fucking shithead. All of that and so much more on episode number 30 of Complaints and Observations. The greatest podcast hosted by someone who knows so precious little about eh, almost everything. A journey into the mediocre mind of an exceptionally average person. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? Thank you as always, Ken. Appreciate the intro. Best $30 I've ever spent in my entire life. Um, Yeah, episode 30. It's exciting, huh? Um, A big thank you to all three of you who have listened to all 30 episodes. My assumption is that that's not true is that no one has listened to all 30 episodes, except for me. And I don't count because I'm the host. But yeah, that's where we are. Um, So yeah, Monday, welcome to the show. Hope you all had a tremendous weekend. My weekend was okay. Um, Played a little golf on Friday, played well. I thought Friday was the day that uh, yours truly finally would break 100. I did not. I scored 100 on the nose. Played a, uh, a very good front nine, 48 on the front. Very exciting. Very, very exciting. So I was pretty... Fired up, and then I completely fucking screwed the pooch on the back nine, so. Um, Saturday, as I mentioned on the show on Thursday, I was supposed to go out Saturday for um, my friend's birthday. We were going to go have dinner, go to a comedy show, uh, all lining up um, really nice. That was the, that was the hope. Um, didn't happen. Um, unfortunately, my wife... She's got a pretty nasty migraine, I, you know, and I don't really know much about them. So, you know, I, I've always thought of a migraine as being a bad headache, but um, it, it affects her differently. Apparently it affects uh, a lot of people differently. So uh, we didn't end up going, uh, which was kind of a bummer. I wasn't too pleased about that, but um, I mean, she ended up basically going to bed at seven o'clock Saturday night. So. That left me to sit around and gamble and watch sports Saturday night, which was a fucking abject disaster. Uh, I had built up a nice bankroll throughout the course of the week and proceeded to lose all of it on Saturday and Sunday. So woke up this morning and I was down seven bucks. Not good. Not good. Um, uh, we went to Lowe's yesterday. 
terrific. You know, I really, I don't think I want to become that, you know, stereotypical middle-aged suburban homeowner that does shit like that all the time. Not that there's anything inherently wrong with it, but I just find it a tad defeating. You know? Like, you have nothing else going on at your in your life that you need to find. You need to fill that space with a, a trip to Lowe's for a, a little DIY project at home. I don't know. And this is not to knock anyone that does that. That's not my point. That's just how I feel. And there's no real logical explanation behind it. But, you know, it's, for some reason I feel that way. I don't know. not sure why. Sorry about that. I hit the, hit the windscreen with my glasses. I'm sorry. And took a deep breath. Oh, terrible. I don't know. I just find it Lowe's as a whole. And my wife uh, will tell you Lowe's has this weird sort of um, uh, power over me in that I hate it. Some people love going to Lowe's. My brother loves going to Lowe's. Me, you know, complete opposite. I can't stand it. Part of it is like an intimidation thing that I don't know anything. I don't know about anything that's fucking in that place. You know? So, it goes back to my rampant control issues. Where if I don't have control over anything, I don't like it. Which is horribly petty but I can't handle it it's not good so when I go to Lowe's I get all fucking antsy and if you know if I if I'm not if I don't have like a list of things that need to get done or need to find I can't just meander about Lowe's because I get fucking pissy so yesterday we knew what we wanted to do we had a, a list things we looked at we got you know, we were there for like a half hour, 45 minutes, which is the longest I've ever spent in a Lowe's or a Home Depot or any of those fucking places. But I don't know. My parents did a ton of tinkering on the childhood home. And they could never just leave well enough alone. They were always changing shit. I never understood why. Never got the point. I was of the of the belief that no matter how often you painted this or redid that, it would never be enough. That's how it that's how it was always sort of presented. And maybe it's just my rampant laziness. Maybe that's why I don't really care for it. But you know, it, it just to me, no matter what they did, it never felt as if it was enough. They would finish something. And then it was almost, they were immediately thinking about how to fucking redo whatever it was they just finished. I don't know, maybe that, maybe that was the point. Maybe it was just the, the constant act of doing. Maybe it's just, it's easy to do that when you own the property. You can just do whatever you want. No, I've, never, I've never owned a property. Like this house that we're moving to will be the closest thing to me ever owning property. So... I don't know. We'll see how that goes. It'll be it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to that. But again, like 
my name will be on the deed, but it's Jennifer's house. Let's be real. And she'll hate me for saying this, but that's the truth. Um, so yeah, Lowe's, not a fan. What else happened? Uh, sports, a lot of sports this weekend. Um, Tuka Rask decided to take leave from the team and go back to Finland. You know, I don't really have a major problem with it. I I have a problem with it in that it it lessens the chances of them winning the cup, obviously. Um, because I don't think they're going to win the cup without him in that. So that's that's a bummer. I don't have I don't really have an issue with him leaving. My assumption, and it's my assumption, is that there was a reason. It wasn't that he just didn't feel like being there, that there was a reason behind it. Something is happening at home. Now, the thing you keep hearing is, oh, there's nothing wrong with his family. Okay, well, one, you don't know that because he's not going to, you know, how many, why would why would some of these people come out and say, oh, yeah, my, my father's dying or something like that? His immediate family could be very well fine. His, his wife and kids, they could be fine. But his mom, his dad, his brother, his cousin, his grandmother, whatever. Nobody fucking knows these things. And to make an assumption is, eh, honestly, it's fucking shitty. Like, don't do it. You don't know. So you got to let this fucking play out. My, my guess is that he'll say something at some point, probably the beginning of next season, which is only a f- you know, few months away. Have a little fucking patience. And this coming from the most impatient person on the planet. Just have a little fucking patience. They won the game the other night. I think they'll get by Carolina, no problem. I think they could they could get to the conference final. The way things are playing out, Washington's going to lose. Um, you know, the Canadians, eh, I mean, if they go seven, it'll tire them out. They'll be all fucked up. I don't think the Canadians are that good. And I don't think the Flyers are that good either. So, you know, and, and you see what's going on with Tampa. Like, Tampa's having trouble with Columbus again. I mean, they're up in that series, but I think they're going to lose tonight. So, I don't know. Interesting. Uh, take the under tonight in that uh, Columbus-Tampa game. I like that. That number is a good number. I like it. Take the under. Tampa can't score. Can't score. Neither can Columbus, but... Nobody has scored more than three in any of these games. First three games, the number was five. I think the actually, I think the last one was four. But whatever, take the under. The under is five, five and a half, whatever. Just take the under. It's a good number. I like it. Go with it. Um, Celtics start tonight. That's exciting. I think they'll fucking destroy the Sixers, which is terrific. Uh, the series price on that minus four eighty. Yeesh. Yikes. However, that's not even like the worst. The Bucks and 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 Nets. I think the Bucks are a minus seven thousand favorite. Bet seven thousand to win one hundred. And you you know there's gonna be fucking dumbass people out there that'll bet, you know, fifty grand or something on that. I wish I had that kind of ability. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I'm glad I don't have that kind of ability because uh. You know, my, my $10, $20 bets are fine. I don't want to bet anything more than that, but good grief. So go Celtics. It'll be a boring series. They'll fucking destroy that team. I think the whole NBA first round, with the exception of a couple of matchups, is going to be 
dreadfully boring because there's such mis- mismatches. Um, I think Denver-Utah will be fun. If you like fucking up and down scoring, that should be good. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Uh, one of the things, a couple, actually a few things I want to talk about. I mentioned the, the post office in the open. This whole post office thing is, is fucking one. It's depressing for a variety of reasons. The postal service holds a very special place in my heart. My dad was a postal carrier for about 20 years. My father loved that job, loved that job. With the exception of the actual sorting of mail and all that crap, which was tedious and horrible. But the actual delivering of the mail, interacting with his coworkers and with, you know, the people that that he met on the route and stuff like that. He loved that. So the Postal Service holds a special deep meaning to me. um, And I would imagine to a vast majority of the country. Now. They have their problems. They always have. They always will. However, it serves a vital, it is a vital service. When you know, I cannot emphasize the word vital any more than I already have. It's vital. If you're listening to the show, don't kid yourself and say otherwise because you know that's the truth. Don't be stupid. Is it run poorly? Sure. Now more so than ever. But has it historically been run poorly? Absolutely. And 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 part of the issue is that, you know, it costs a lot of money to run. You, you got to correct me if I'm... It's either 2006 or 2016, one of the two, but... Congress enacted a law that forced the Postal Service to fund uh, their health insurance, their retirement, everything ahead of time. So up until that point, the Postal Service had been completely self-sufficient. Everything was being handled effectively and efficiently until that law was passed. Now, because of that, they've operated in the red for either the past five years or the past 10. Again, you'll have to excuse me. I don't want to do research in the middle of the show, but it's it's 2006 or 2016, one of the two. So people telling you that they're, you know, it's not a business to turn a profit. The whole point of the Postal Service is to function self-sufficiently. It's not a, it's not a government entity. It is to a point, but the idea and the whole point behind it is that it can operate on its own. So, you know, if, if they were to just roll back that that provision, they could get solvent again here in a few years. But the way it's being handled currently, and when you have the president literally come out and say that this is what he's doing in order to suppress votes, eh, you can't have that. And And to even begin to think that they couldn't handle volume is beyond asinine. There was a time before the internet. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but there was a time before the internet when 
income tax was all filed at the same exact fucking time. Uh, when, you know, Christmas was a big deal with the mail. You just don't play dumb. It's not a good look. If you want to complain about the way that it's run and the way that it's always been run, fine. I get it. Believe me. I've heard it all. Just just don't just spare me the bullshit with the post office. Okay? It just it's it's very unbecoming. It makes you look stupid if you say anything like uh, otherwise. The post office has functioned for what? 200 years? Roughly? Enough. I need to get that off my chest. Because it's it honestly, the whole thing has pissed me off. And then the last thing I need, the last fucking thing that I need to see on this is I don't want to see fucking Democrats tweeting about it. Like, just shut the fuck up, please. Like, they're so. This is the problem with the Democratic Party. They just love themselves so much enough. I don't give a fuck how many likes your tweet got. Like, do I agree with your with your point? You know, most of the time, probably. But the self-serving nonsense just needs to end. Just stop. Do your fucking job, for Christ's sakes. The two people in charge of the Democratic Party in the government, in the legislature, are just... They drive me fucking insane. All, all talk. It's all talk. And, and look, granted, in the Senate, there's a fucking, you know, 500 bills piled up on the majority leader's desk. But again, politically agnostic program. And it's my fucking show. But whatever. Um, I saw a really funny meme the other day, uh, yesterday, that MTV turning 39 today. And it said, thank you for 14 years of music. And I got a huge kick out of that. That was funny. It's true. If you're my age, you remember MTV and its heyday, musical heyday, which was probably from its inception until 14 years later. But now, you look at MTV now, what the fuck do they do? Jersey Shore, uh, ridiculousness, and I'm sure there's something else on MTV, but, you know, one, it's not music. So music television, that that's that doesn't exist anymore. So you know you, you can't really call it that, music television. But it, I mean MTV used to serve a real purpose in society. At least I that's what I thought. You know, late eighties, early nineties. MTV News, holy crap! When you heard that, like. Like that boom, boom, boom. However that fucking sounder went. When you heard that, you're like, oh shit. There's some serious shit going down. And then Kurt Loader came on the news with his... That dude probably never fucking smiled in his whole life. Kurt fucking Loader. Kurt Loader is still alive. I think he's like 70. Which is a fucking... That blew my mind when I realized how old he was. I was like, holy fuck. Then you think about it, late 80s, early 90s. That was 30 fucking years ago, dude. Yikes. I got a picture from my brother yesterday. 1988. 
he and I were in uh, Disney World with my parents. We weren't there by ourselves. So I was 10. He was 8. And I look ridiculous. It's fucking hilarious. I'm going to post that picture. Um, But it's fucking... It's a great photo. I look dumb. <laughs> but I was 10. What the fuck? I was 10. It was 1988. You're supposed to look stupid at 10. Especially in 1988. It's funny to say 1988. Just because... Boy, that was a hell of a year. My parents took us to Disney World in the middle of the school year. So and it was like a, it was a fucking two week trip. Went to Florida for two weeks. I had, to, I had a fucking bag with all my school books in it. And they fucking drove us all around Florida. A couple of different uh, like timeshare presentations and shit. My dad was pretty shrewd in that in that regard. Um, but funny. Good stuff. One thing that I remembered yesterday, too, is when I got back, back to school, uh, I remember the teacher's like, all right, now Dave's going to talk about his trip to Florida. Like, you know, yeah, great. And I, I just remember standing in front of the class, like, dead panning, like nothing, just droning on. But then we went to this place, and then we did this. Remember, yeah. Kids, when they try to explain shit to you and they're monotone like that, ugh, the fucking worst. And I remember vividly, because in, in grade school there, uh, the announcements would have, like, which bus was ready to go. So they would announce the bus, and then the kids would get up and go. And I remember, like, being in the middle of a story, and then the, the announcement coming on that a bus was was there, and literally... Nine tenths of the classroom got up and left <laughs> in the middle of my fucking story. <laughs> oh man, brutal. Uh, anyway, sidetrack from MTV. Anyways, MTV, huh? I thought I was gonna have more on that, but I really don't. Other than MTV sucks now, they don't fucking show anything. It's like two fucking shows. That's the entire. Uh, uh, you know, programming of MTV. You think they would make an effort? You know, they should like team up with YouTube and and say, "Hey, we're gonna do uh, premieres." You know, so here's the new video from Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, "Wet Ass Pussy," and then it'd be on MTV, and then after that, on YouTube whenever you want. I wouldn't be so bad. You know, Cardi B recorded a video, and it was on Instagram. Um, I, th I think Barstool posted it. Um, I like Barstool. Just don't go into the comments. If you want to see the fucking shittiest people in the country, the comment section of the Barstool Instagram page. Good grief. Shitty people. Anyway. Uh, Cardi B was talking about dry ass pussy. She might be like my favorite person on earth right now. Honestly, I fucking, I cracked up laughing. Everything she said was hilarious. And I, I would think it kind of makes some sense what she said about the pH balance. The difference between wet ass pussy and dry ass pussy. When I started this show, I didn't think I was going to be saying the word pussy so much, but here we are.
so yeah, that's it. I got a couple other things I want to talk about, but um, listen to this awful commercial. All right, we're back. Um, I had to take a pee break. Went upstairs, ended up talking to my wife, and we got into talking about this whole house thing. Again, realtors, for fuck's sake, please do some goddamn work. You know, the the amount of uh, tiny bullshit that's involved um, before you even close is astounding. How a realtor, and, and look, maybe it's just our realtor who sucks, and I hope that's the case. Although, you know, a lot of the other ones that I've encountered throughout this process have also sucked. It's kind of crazy to me that when you first sit down with a realtor, that they don't uh, like lay out for you step by step, not step by step, that's wrong. Lay out for me or for or the potential buyer all of the various things that may come up throughout the course of this process. All the little things that you may need to do. It's simple as just printing something out putting on a sheet and giving it to them. All this shit that keeps coming up is driving us both fucking bananas. Anyway, I needed to say that because it's just fucking stupid. Um, what else did I want to talk about today? I, uh, the job hunt continues. And as I've mentioned before um it is fucking it's annoying and one of the things that i'm you know that i've been having trouble with is the you know the the not motivation is not the right word because i'm motivated to find a job and look anybody that tells you that finding a job is a full-time job they're lying to you, especially now. Because one, like the inventory is kind of there, but it's it's really not. The inventory keeps going down. Uh, there's 10,000 times as many applicants as usual. So you're dealing with uh, a lot more people for a lot fewer positions. Um, if you spend the time... You know, fixing your LinkedIn, fixing your resume. You're going to end up fucking tinkering the shit out of it and making it stupid. Making it useless. And, you know, you have to find a way to get through. Nobody, the other thing is too, when you're applying for shit online, nine times out of ten, that shit's going through some kind of algorithm to actually figure out, okay, how many of these resumes are getting to the actual employer. So, figure, you know, I've got like four or five different versions of my resume, four or five different cover letter versions. I rewrite a lot of the cover letters. You know, obviously, each cover letter has to be tailored to that particular position. So it gets rewritten a bunch of different times. I've deleted a bunch. I've rewritten a bunch. Eh, it's just frustrating. It's not a full-time job. Don't let anybody fucking fool you because there's no way you could spend full you couldn't work 40 hours a week trying to find a 40 hour a week job 
It's not possible. I guess it could be for some. Um, but this is not this is this is unprecedented time. You know, there's been a couple of instances where I've picked up the phone and tried to call an HR department for a company and there's nobody there. Well, because they're not in the fucking office, dummy. So I was up for a for a role with a company in Boston that I thought I was uh, perfect for. One, I was incredibly interested in the industry. Something I hadn't done before, but it was a role I had done before. But the industry itself was something I hadn't been a part of. So I was incredibly interested uh, about it. Fascinated, really. So I just knew I would be great for this company. Very, very small company. I And I expressed this, this to them on multiple occasions because I had a total of five interviews. So there was the initial interview, and then there was a week long where I interviewed with four different people. I made it a point to express to each one of these people how exciting it would be to be part of a small company, to wear a bunch of different hats, and, and, to, and to really make my mark with a growing company. Now, does that differentiate me from anybody else applying for some of these uh, jobs? Probably not. You know, in my own twisted naivete, I would think that, you know, me, my opinion in the way that I was expressing myself would have had some, would have held a little bit more than, than somebody else. I don't know. And I could be way wrong. In fact, I probably am way wrong, but... I really thought that this one, I thought this was going to be the one. Um, I did my best not to get ahead of myself because I didn't want to let myself down when ultimately uh, I was going to be rejected because that's what happened. And I got a really nice email from the original guy that I uh, spoke to, super nice guy. Uh, another reason why I really was looking forward to to hopefully getting this position. Everybody that I interviewed with was spectacular. These people were just incredibly nice people. And it was appealing. So, um, but man, not getting it, not getting the job that you thought that you'd be great at, it really fucks you up. There are times, there were, there's been more than four or five occasions where I would apply for a job that I'm like, this is the one. Like, my resume is going to be perfect for this job. I just know it. Radio silence. Hear fucking nothing. That's a bit defeating, but it doesn't, it doesn't really fuck you up that bad, you know? In this particular instance, I was distraught. I mean, I got that email on like a, I think it was a Thursday afternoon like four o'clock or so. And I was, I was just, it really, it sucked. It hurt because I presented myself very well. Um, I handled all of their questions very well. The only thing, and this is what I think ultimately is what um, led me to not get the job is my last interview was with 
this woman who's in charge of data. Now, look, I like to think that I'm a somewhat intelligent individual. However, when it comes to when it comes to data, when it comes to a lot of that electronic reporting, I had zero experience with it until my last role. So really, and even then, we weren't presented with a ton of it to begin with. A lot of it was stuff that I had to try to suss out of them, suss out of management, try to get from them. So I think not being able to answer specifically like, okay, well, what kind of data did you utilize at your last role? (laughs) Fuck. You know, we did, we did this, we did that. It, 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 the minute she asked the question, I, I was in maybe, maybe I gave that off to her. Maybe she could kind of read me via zoom here that, um, I wasn't comfortable. And I don't think that's the case. It's not that I wasn't comfortable with data. It's just that I didn't have any real in-depth experience in using it. Uh, We had sales numbers. We had, you know, we presented quarterly business reviews to clients. And so I used data that way, like, okay, this is what you bought. This is the the category, et cetera. Like that kind of data I used. So maybe I didn't express myself well enough there. But so this morning... I'm sitting here as I do every Monday, which is filing my unemployment claim for the past week and listing all the fucking resumes that I sent in. And I just got even more bummed as I'm sending in all this bullshit for all these places that, you know, I literally was applying to a lot of these jobs last week thinking to myself, you know, I think I have a job coming. So I'm just going to send this in just to fucking check a box for the state. And then I just got more bummed. And then I got an email that I do every Monday from Mark Manson. If you're not familiar with Mark Manson, sharp dude, he wrote the book, uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Great book. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Anyways, sends out a weekly email, Mind Fuck Monday. And this one was titled, What Doesn't Kill You, Make you Makes You Stronger. Um, and you know, and as I'm reading through it, it, it makes some sense. Us as human beings in 2020 have come to, maybe it's just not us as human beings. I think it's more us as Americans who feel entitled to not suffer any sort of setback. So when I was rejected and got really fucking bummed and depressed about it, my instant reaction was, you know, why me? What the fuck did I do? This, that, and the other. Instead of sort of looking at it as, okay, I need to, to figure out what I need to do better in order to, to get to the relationship. And so, you know, finding out the, how I handle it, I think means a lot. And so now here I am thinking to myself, all right, he makes a good point. I need to fucking take a step back, realize that this shit happens. Like the the phrase shit happens is terrific. It's just because it's true. Shit happens. And it's how you handle it is what really matters. So in this case, as I'm super bummed out about not getting this job, I need to use this as sort of a uh, 
an opportunity to reset my my focus here, an opportunity to sort of reassess how I'm applying to these places and and start again. Pick yourself up, start again. Goes back to what I said before about golf analogy where you know, golf fucking kicks your ass constantly. But the idea is to keep going, keep playing and getting better. That's the whole that's the whole thing. The reason I'm bringing this up is just because it's, one, it's my show, and I felt like talking about that, but it's, uh, it's believing that what happened is permanent, and it's one of my weaknesses, is I get so fucking down on myself that I can't see what's in front of me sometimes. What are, you, what are you doing with that? Here I am having like a very, uh, you know, serious discussion. And I get an ad on the computer from uh, Azorian Airlines. Thank you. Azorian get Azores Getaways. Listen, Azores is the most beautiful place I've ever been in my life. I, I strongly believe it's the most beautiful place on earth. Don't go there, please. I beg you, don't go. Because eventually it's going to get overrun with tourists and it's going to suck. So don't go. But anyways, Mark Manson. Sign up for his newsletter. It's pretty good. I enjoy it. And then in today's, I thought, was rather... It, it resonated um, well with me. That's... Uh, yeah. What else? Uh, so it is Monday... And uh, as it is Monday, it is time for three gripes. I realized that I, I need an intro song of some kind for three gripes. So I think I'm going to try to put something together. Maybe I'll reach out to my boy Ken and see if he can put together uh, a little sounder for me. Because that guy fucking rules. But one of the things that I wanted to discuss... It's a phone call that I got, a voice message from a listener. Check it out. You censored the great Jackie Paidley Jr.'s message because it wasn't family-friendly, and you have a, a family-friendly show. On the same show that you bookended, Wet Ass Pussy. Nice. The phrase family-friendly show was a joke so but to think that one that he used jeff jeff that was jeff jeff used the word censor i didn't censor anybody uh i chose to take one part of of jackie paley jr's phone call out because i didn't like it wonder why Complaints and observations is not a democracy. It's a dictatorship. I'm the dictator. It's my fucking show. I didn't... Look, he called this girl a slut for no reason. I didn't like it. I took it out. And I love that song, Wet Ass Pussy. If I didn't think I would get in trouble for playing it, even though I only have, you know, four listeners, I would, I would play it constantly on my show because I... Love the song. So what I don't need are, are phone calls like that. Thank you for listening. 
Please call again, Jeff. Thank you. And we need to talk about audio. I think I mentioned that last time. Um, it's, it's a dictatorship. It's my program. I didn't like. I didn't like what he said, so I took it out. That's all. It's very simple. Family-friendly show. I say fuck eighty thousand times an episode. Like honestly, what the fuck, Jeff? What the fuck? Good content, though. Thank you. All right. Three gripes. The gripes today are minimal because uh, I didn't really write much down uh, this week. So uh, a few things. Gripe number one, public nose pickers. Like, what the fuck are you doing? If you're over the age of five, you shouldn't be doing this. The number of times I see people fucking knuckles deep in their car... Like, you can see oncoming traffic. Don't go in there if there's a car, like, coming. Leave it alone. Or at least be discreet about it. Use your thumb. Don't fucking go uh, index finger in. Like, tilted head, fucking hook finger, trying to dig in there and get something out. Enough. It's fucking... It's, it's so uncouth. Look... Everybody picks their nose. It is, if that, it's one of the few things that binds all of us together. Since the dawn of time, people have picked their nose. That is an absolute guarantee. But there's, there's no need to be public about it. The public display of nose picking, it, it should, it's not necessary. If you, if you are in such distress with whatever is in your nose that you need to do it in front of people, get a tissue. If you pick your nose with a tissue, all right, whatever. I can, I can live with that. But nobody fucking needs that. It, it's honestly, it's gross. We saw a guy uh, on the highway the other day doing it. And no, it wasn't the highway. I think we were at a light and we saw the guy drive by and he was literally, he was fucking knuckles deep. Like, dude, relax. Just, uh, it, it's, it's funny because they're really I can't expand on it any more than it's it's just gross and I don't want to see it. That's it. That's the extent of it. Gripe number two, eating while talking on the phone. Either you are too much of an asshole to realize that you're doing it or you're no, I'm sorry. Take that back. Time out. Rewind. You're too oblivious to realize you're doing it. Or uh, you're an asshole. One of the two. That you don't care about, you don't care enough about the person you're talking to to set aside your food for a second. You've made the effort to call this person or to answer their call. 
but you don't feel that it's important enough to put your fork down. Also, uncouth. Horribly, horribly uncouth. And there's no need for it. Because, look, if you're, if you're on the phone for a an extended period of time and your food gets cold, guess what? There's a microwave. You can reheat it. Uh, if you haven't eaten for a few hours and you're very hungry, another 10 minutes is not going to kill you. I promise you. It's not going to kill you. Um... And it all, you know, it also depends on the kind of food you're eating. If you're like eating chips or something, like, oh my god, why don't you just say to the person that you're talking to, uh, "Hello, sir or ma'am, fuck you, crunch, crunch, crunch," because that's the extent of it. I used to work with a guy. He'll remain nameless because I adore him. He's a great guy. But this motherfucker would. Like, he's talking to customers with a mouthful of food. And it used to drive me fucking insane. Like, if I'm on the other end of that phone, how do I not stop in mid-sentence and say, stop fucking chewing, swallow your food, and then call me back? Oh, it would fucking drive me nuts. Oh, my God. Like, just don't do it. My mother does it on occasion. I talked to my mother last week and she was like eating while we were talking. I tread lightly with my mother so I don't say, I don't want to tell her, look, stop eating. I can't do that. It's my mother. So, but that was the impetus to, to write this down, the eating while talking on the phone. Turns out I had it twice on my list. Um, but it's just so fucking rude. Like, you don't think enough, again, you don't think enough of the person that you're talking to to stop eating for a second. It's not that hard. Just don't do it. Man. Oh, that's a fucking good one. God, that drives me fucking crazy. Ugh. All right. Uh, Gripe number three. I don't know why... I wrote this down. This is an old one. Uh, cowboy hats. I fucking... I hate cowboy hats. <laughs> and I wrote down, Cowboy hats. Are you currently working on a ranch or riding a horse? Fine. Are you anyplace else? Get the fuck out of here. Cowboy hats. Like, honestly, what the fuck? Are you a working rancher, cowboy? All right. If you need to, if you wear it somewhere else, okay. If you're, uh, if you're at Country Fest, all right, whatever. You can wear a fucking cowboy hat like a douchebag. You're a douchebag for being there. Then you're a douchebag times two because you're wearing the cowboy hat. While you're at a fucking Kenny Chesney concert. <clears throat> oh, fucking. Oh. All of that pisses me off. That's another show. Uh, country music. Ugh. But. If you're a farm. Now, here's the thing, right? Being in New England. Uh, there are some farms around. So, if you're a farmer. 
and you want to wear a cowboy hat. All right. That's fine. But, like, do you need to wear it at the restaurant? need to wear it at a sporting event? Uh, do you need to wear it literally anywhere that isn't your farm? No. If you want to, if you're, if you're wearing it and you need to go uh, pick, up, <laughs> pick up some feed at the feed store. <laughs> All right, fine, you can wear it. If you need to go to the feed store, right. I'm sure that's what it's called, too, the feed store. You fucking Yankee douchebag. Oh, just blew snots out my nose. Hold on, I'm picking my nose. Oh. Um, but look, you're in New England. If you're wearing a cowboy hat out in public that doesn't involve your your work, you just look like an idiot. You know, if you're in the Midwest where there's vast acreage of of wheat and you're on your tractor, you're wearing a cowboy hat, good on you, buddy. Nice job. If you're in Texas and you're rounding up your cattle on the on the back of your steed, of your mighty trusty steed, you can wear your cowboy hat. You know, can fucking lasso some loose sow somewhere. You know, bring him back to the pen. What have you? My relationship with the cowboy hat and its use in in modern fashion. Uh, I hate it. It just screams. At, and, and look, this is it's a hang up that I have. I admit that. Like, you know, I'll I'll pass judgment on the cowboy hat wearer. Not knowing anything about these people. And that's my fault. I shouldn't do that. I'm well aware of that. I just don't like cowboy hats. I just I find them um find them dumb. Yeah. And I'm a big hat guy in general. So, you know, you can wear a cowboy hat ironically, but my guess is that most cowboy hat wearers aren't doing that. You know? Uh, and this goes, you know, look, there are going to be uh, women that wear a cowboy hat that are scantily clad in the various country outfits. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of that either. I don't want to see that. I get, get, lose the cowboy hat. Because honestly, nobody's looking at it. Don't do it. Another one that I just, you know, cowboy hats. I mean, really? I, I don't understand them. Anyway, go to the feed store. <laughs> I, wonder if that, I wonder if that's what they're called, the feed store. Anyway, um, 
that's it for the show. This has been, uh, you know, a little bit longer than usual. Hopefully you sat through it. If you didn't, I don't blame you. Ooh, man. But thank you for coming. I really do appreciate it. Um, go to the the Twitter page, at ComplaintsPod, which is the same as the Instagram page, at ComplaintsPod. I do have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I also have a YouTube page that I don't do anything with. I'm wondering if people, I can't imagine that this would be uh, a thing. But, you know, I know a lot of people will, uh, like, for example, Joe Rogan records his podcast, um, you know, films his podcast and posts it. It's a one-man show, so I can't imagine anybody wants to sit and watch my fucking fat, ugly face for 40 minutes. Talk about nothing. If you do, let me know. I'm curious. And I say these things all the time, let me know, and I never hear from anybody. So this is uh, just yelling into the void, as I've been doing now for getting close to three months. Uh, I still have stickers. If you want a sticker, let me know. I'm happy to send you some. I need to get rid of the ones I have because I need to get better ones. I put one on my car and I realize how fucking tiny it looks. So I need bigger ones. I might just get like a wrap. Maybe I'll wrap the entire Honda Fit in a uh, Complaints and Observations logo. (laughs) Uh, That'd be kind of funny. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to the Honda Fit click. What up? Um... What else? Uh, show mail at complaintsandobservations.com. Complaintsandobservations.com is the website. Check it out. There's nothing there. A couple of blog posts, nothing new. Uh, if you have my number, give me a call. Shoot me a text, whatever. Let's talk. You want to be on the show? Let me know. We can be on the show. Uh, but that's it. Thank you so much again. I really do appreciate it. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.